Welcome to another exciting podcast of the decline and fall of America. I am your worldwide podcasting host, Charles Factor, broadcasting live from the Foggy Mountain Studios and the Great Misty Beyond. Today we have a fascinating subject for discussion. We're going to be talking about how 40% of American households cannot pay their bills anymore. Let me repeat that. Four out of every 10 American households can no longer pay their bills. So this is something new. It's an article that recently came out in the Daily Mail, which is a newspaper from Great Britain, the United Kingdom. And it's a fascinating article. I'll read it to you. We'll discuss it afterwards and see what you think. So here goes. It's from the Daily Mail newspaper. Quote, more Americans are struggling to make ends meet now Then in the aftermath of the pandemic, new survey shows that 40% of United States households cannot pay their expenses. Quote, roughly two in five Americans are struggling to make ends meet. New federal data claims that has shown that is more than the amount seen in the aftermath of the COVID pandemic. The revelation comes from the Census Bureau's latest household survey, which was released on Wednesday that showed that 38.5% of adults, or 89.1 million people, experienced difficulty in paying their bills between April 26th and May 8th. The number is up from a year ago when 34.4% of Americans reported that they were undergoing budget crunches and comes as a near 50% increase from the 26% that was recorded in 2021. Officials found the data thanks to an experimental online survey representative of the overall adult population, and through a collaboration with several other federal entities developed during the pandemic, the tool also allows the exploration of data at the national, state, and metro levels. It found that more than half of 50 states are actually above 40%, and more Americans than ever are now relying on credit cards to get by. 38 months after the first U.S. COVID case and years after the lockdowns that saw millions lose their jobs. Interesting article. Let's, let's continue. Quote, the Household Poll Survey is a 20-minute online survey studying how the coronavirus pandemic and other emergent issues impacted households across the country from a social and economic perspective, Bureau officials wrote. It continues asking about core demographic household characteristics, including sexual orientation, gender identity, as well as making questions about childcare arrangements and costs and food sufficiency and household spending. These questions begin the surveys incept since the survey's inception in August of 2020, when 31.9% of Americans revealed that they were struggling to meet at least one of their family's basic needs, including housing, groceries, and paying bills, like utility bills. Over the next six months, that number would swell to more than 37%, followed by a pronounced drop back to levels that presumably would have been reported prior to the pandemic. Throughout 2021, the first year of the pre- Biden's presidency, the percentage has risen dramatically, thanks in part to rising rates of inflation. As the spending power of the U.S. dollar has declined, more Americans are reporting financial difficulties, especially in states with lower median incomes. By the end of 2021, the percentage of U.S. adults encountering financial uncertainty is back at 30%, according to the survey, a number recorded less than three months before the Federal Reserve would execute its first interest rate hike in a move more than three years to address the dollar's diminishing state. Within half a year and less than two months after a second consecutive rate increase, the number rose to 40%, the data shows. 
A number would go on to hover around till, until November when it fell to 39.5%. But then it returned to 40% the following month per the data gleaned from the survey's latest research period and has only recently fallen to the above 38.7%. Quote, it shows that while the pandemic for the most part has passed, despite unemployment rates being back to pre-pandemic lows, U.S. economy can still be seen in dire straits, even after 10 consecutive rate heights from the Fed. It reveals that virtually the same number of Americans and markedly more than that amount seen in the first year of the pandemic can barely cover the day-to-day costs that include transportation, health insurance, and access to infant formula. The phenomenon could be attributed to a confluence of causes, such as rising grocery costs over the past two years, as well as rent increases that have disproportionately um, that have risen disproportionately when compared to salaries seen in respective states. Also potentially playing the part as a recent national shortage of baby formula, although it's been more than a year since major manufacturer Abbott sparked the crisis by recalling several products. By most measures, the shortage has been resolved, with recent market data showing formula's availability back to pre-shortage levels for more than half a year. However, the survey data also garnered by the Census Bureau showed that we may, that may not be the case, as many families are now struggling and forced to shell out astronomical amount of cash, cash for gasoline or to find a store selling the all-important liquid. That said, shares of struggling households varies widely by geography, with states sporting low-average salaries like Mississippi and Louisiana facing some of the biggest budget problems, according to the Bureau's survey. Other states sporting the worst rates of financial livability included Texas, Georgia, Alabama, and with several other offenders, such as New Mexico and Arizona. Quote, those locales, as well as other low-salaried states, such as Kentucky and West Virginia, reported percentages higher than 41%. Surprisingly, two Western states also made the cut, despite possessing higher median incomes. California and Nevada, both brought down by underperforming metro areas like Los Angeles and Las Vegas, saw nearly half of all households struggling. In the City of Angels, which boasts an average salary of 70000 was recently declared the fourth most expensive city to live in in the entire world, according to authoritative rankings compiled by the Economist Intelligence Unit. Recently, the locale was declared to have the seventh highest average rent in the entire country by real estate tracker Zumper, and like it, several other cities across the country have reported massive year-over-year increases since the pandemic. In another startling phenomenon laid bare by the Bureau, to combat these budget crunches, more and more households are turning to credit cards. According to the survey, more than 25 million households say that they're now using credit cards or they took the loans out to stay afloat before their next check, up from 22 million a year earlier. The number is the highest seen since the survey's creation and could spell trouble as inflation rates remain persistently high. That stubbornness has caused a split in the Fed's sub- subsequent path on how to manage interest rates in the coming months. Uh, the article goes on from there. I'm not going to keep reading it. You kind of get the idea. Basically, you've got 40% of American households that can no longer pay their bills. Well, what does that mean for the United States, and what does that mean for the decline and fall of America? Well, if you've got 40% of households that are using credit cards and loans to stay afloat, they can't do that for very long particularly because the Federal Reserve, the federal government, has raised interest rates repeatedly, which drives up the cost of borrowing money on credit cards or loans, which means that people are paying more and more every month just to pay their interest on their debt, 
they can't get ahead, they can't keep up. So that's kind of what's going on. And with 40% of households no longer able to pay their bills, it's extremely predictable that you're going to see a dramatic increase in bankruptcies and real estate foreclosures in the near future. I can't say exactly when, but at some point the credit has to run out. At some point people can no longer put things on their credit cards or borrow money, at which point they have to either give up their homes through foreclosure or sale, or you're going to see other kinds of cutbacks such as bankruptcy filings. Well, none of which is the end of the world. I mean, I guess you could say after a massive pandemic and all the disruptions we had to our economy, you were about to see, you're bound to see some kinds of dislocations afterwards. I guess that's not surprising. And of course, we have mismanagement by our two corrupt political parties. You know, they steal as many millions as they can put in their pockets while cheating the government every which way they can. That's what our political parties and our political leaders do. And of course, you know who pays for all of that. You and I do sometimes in the form of inflation, which means that our money goes uh, less of a distance over time. And it means that, you know, they're able to steal more money for themselves and we become poor while they become richer. No surprise there. If you've been paying any attention, you've noticed that there's been a multitude of congressmen of both of our corrupt political parties sent to prison in recent years for things like fraud and corruption. And well, they're the ones running things. So is it any surprise that we have an incompetent government? In any event, that's what's going on. I mean, if you look around you, you know what things cost. You know what you're paying at the grocery store. You know what you're, you're paying for everyday items, such as gasoline and infant formula. So I don't think it's a surprise that 40% of Americans are currently struggling to pay for basic necessities. And then what goes? What, what gets cut out of the equation? Well, if you can't pay for basic necessities, you're not going to pay for anything else. You're not going to take vacations. You're not going to travel. You're not going to go out for entertainment. I mean, at least you think you wouldn't, you know, you're not going to go out to restaurants and what's the multiplier effect of having 40% of Americans with an inability to do those kinds of things. They're not going to buy new cars. They're just going to struggle to stretch things out as long as they can. That's understandable. But of course that has a ripple effect throughout the entire economy, doesn't it? So, you know, what you're basically seeing is the very beginning, I think, of what you'd call an economic malaise you know, a situation where the economy is probably not going to be as strong as it was in the past. That's really unfortunate because it penalizes everybody. There's nobody that's exempt from that except maybe the rich CEOs or the the rich billionaires. I guess they have enough money where it really doesn't matter. And I'm not equating money with happiness because I've known many rich people that are very unhappy and I've known many poor people that are pretty darn happy. So I'm not saying there's always a direct correlation between the two, but my goodness, if you don't have the money to pay for groceries and utility bills, then, you know, then you're going to be struggling in all regards. And that's got to bring a higher degree of stress on a family and perhaps unhappiness. So listen, I know the pandemic was hard on everyone. I get that. And, and some economic dislocation afterwards is to be expected. And maybe that's what this is. So I'm not trying to point fingers on this one, but I am simply pointing out the obvious, which is if 40% of Americans can no longer pay their bills, We've got some big problems in front of us. This is not the sign of a healthy, growing empire. This is the, design, the, the sign, wouldn't you say, of the decline and fall of America. I am your worldwide podcasting host, Charles Factor, broadcasting live from the Foggy Mountain Studios and the great misty beyond, wishing you a great day. <laughs>